One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, can you believe it? It's happening again. Because people are always like, Simon, you're so positive. You're so positive. We need more negativity in the wrestling world, which is not true. Well, fine. You want negativity? Boom. There's some rain. Boom. There's some thunder. That's right. It's all sad weather. Where's the octopus? That's right. It's me and the Pesipus. Pesipus, what do you think about wrestling? Well, I think wrestling sucks. Yeah, me too. Boo, wrestling boo. Everybody should die. <laughs> well, that was a ridiculous start to the show, wasn't it? But look, we do do about 700 of these a year. Sometimes you just need to be crazy. But let's take the finger of power and give it a kiss. Weird. And let's up those down. So Smackdown started with two very specific things. One, the bloodline coming to the ring, because of course they did. And two, a lot of people noticing that Edge is no longer a part of the Smackdown intro. Sounds to me like Sharp and Side is about to get to AEW. Ha! Also want to point out that if you did miss Barry Barricade's funeral, hence the t-shirt, Pro Wrestling Tees, shh, don't tell anybody, we are going to be running an extended version at the end of this. But yeah, the very first thing we saw on SmackDown was Jimmy Uso and Solo Sakura and Paul Heyman coming to the squared circle. And they came out to Jimmy Uso's weird medieval theme. Da -da -da -da. Still not over it. Here is the deal too. I still don't understand what the flub is going on with Jimbo. But sometimes if you just keep doing things, they do do a 180 and you just get into them. And that's what's happened to me. Because now, essentially, Jim has pulled a George Costanza. He's like, man, I shouldn't have quit my job. Maybe if I just go back, nobody will notice. So now I find it really funny. Paul Heyman also said that Sacramento was a hellhole. I was like, well, that's one reason to piss people off. And because he was live out here right now, he is going to acknowledge his tribal chief. Make sure you do that today as well. Otherwise, Roman Reigns just appears and he kills you. He also made sure to call John Cena the second greatest of all time, because, of course, the head of the table is the first, when he was like, <laughs> AJ Styles is in the hospital. And I was like, one, you mean local medical facility, and two, what the hell is wrong with you? Paul also insisted that John Cena may not be here this evening because he is having travel issues. And I was like, man, this is like when you used to go to wrestling shows as a kid. And there'd be one butthole going, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I heard that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be here. And this person, this flabbing goober, had never heard that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be there. But they just wanted the spotlight on them. And you sit in the damn arena the whole time going, I want to hit the glass break. It doesn't happen and your night is ruined. Let's move on. This is when Jimmy quite literally grabbed the microphone for Paul Heyman, so keep that in your brain. And he just said he wanted to create chaos. I gave it a beat, but no, Dr. Robotnik didn't turn up. As he was going on too, out of nowhere, for all the people to jump in and attack him was none other than Carl Anderson. Ah. Now, of course, this ties in because he had been telling AJ Styles, please, AJ, don't get involved with the bloodline. They're crazy people. But now that his mate is in the local medical facility, he has decided to try and get some revenge. I was like, Carl, this is way too late. He's already been murdered. He did get some licks in and did admit, I am so mad because you did hospitalize my friend. So he has a very high bar. When from nowhere, we were actually getting this match. The thing is, though, Anderson didn't play this right at all because he totally forgot about wrestling mass. 
Because of course Solo Sokoa stayed out here, so he was casting distraction. And at one point, Jimmy even raked his eyes, so now he can't see, and he got splashed. One, two, three. Sakura also made sure to finish him off afterwards with the Samoan Spike. I was like, Carl, if you were my friend, I'd be very disappointed in that effort. This is when Mia Yim walked out as well. Once again, two things. One, you took your precious time, didn't you? And two, she slapped Jimmy Uso so hard and he took this hilarious fall. I thought that was very well done. So this was essentially a big build up to what was going to happen at the end of Smackdown with John Cena. But look, it does work. And the match we do have planned will make you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. I am giving it an up. Kathy Kelly was then interviewing Santos Escobar because he is taking on Rey Mysterio later for the US title. He was like, listen, I am confident, but I also have butterflies in my belly. Bless him. As we know, though, his dream is to face Rey Mysterio for this title. I can't handle Santos promos at the moment because you just hear every word he says. You're like, ha, ha, ha. you are definitely about to turn heel. So he shall be an ass soon. And somebody who is definitely an ass right now is Jimmy Uso. Because when he then cut to the back, he was just rocking around and he was beating everybody up. Like anybody that got in his face, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, he whacked him. Of course, Heyman's way to deal with his problem was to call Roman Reigns. I was like, what is this going to do? He's miles away. He's not going to come to the show. All you're doing is winding him up. Look, if he's not going to come, why don't you just leave him alone to have a good time? When it was time for the Grayson Waller effect. If you are keeping tally... This is going to get up there with random Miss TV segments. However, it was a way to carry on the story with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits because Grayson was talking to Bob and after being like, man, you're so jacked, which I totally get, he was like, what's going on here? And Lashley was like, yeah, I know, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, I gave them an opportunity and what did they do? They dropped the ball. So he now thinks this is a mistake and it's back to the drawing board. When, when Grayson was like, I've got some people that you could probably take under your wing. I mean, one of them is Kitty Me, and the other is Austin Theory. And Bobby looked at him like, listen, I don't want any of that. I think you two are a couple of dicks. Waller instantly tried to stand up for himself, but this is when the Street Profits did get to the ring. It's like, where the hell have you been? This is not the opportune time to come out and try and figure out what was going on. That was like five minutes ago. So I can only presume they must have been discussing tactics in the back before they realized, oh man, we need to get out there. But once again, Bob was like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you. In fact, I want no more words. And if you want to prove yourself to me, it's all about actions. Lassie then totally walked away. So it was like, oh man, I didn't see that coming. I think at this stage, Grayson Waller was a little bit bored. He's like, man, we need some party time. So he told Austin Theory to get his ass out here. The thing is, though, there was a reason for this. And that's because we were doing Austin versus Cameron Grimes. I was like, where the flub has this guy been? I mean, he quite literally vanished. Still, I do like this new Lashley storyline. And there is something later with the Street Profits. And I think what we've actually done here is to try and get the mega booze. We've gone round the houses to get back to where we already were. And while that sounds like Google mapping to your own home, I do think it's going to work here. And look, I know that Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford are really good baby faces, but everybody needs to have a heel run. So I'm going to quietly keep my fingers crossed. I mean, obviously, quietly. What am I going to do? Cross my fingers and run around going, ah! that's going to get me arrested. Getting it up. I also got excited because we had this big video package for Dragon Lee, and he's going to compete on next week's episode of Smackdown. So this has led me to believe that he is getting a call up and good for that guy. He totally kicked ass on Raw and he deserves it. Which is when it was Theory versus Grimes. 
I don't really understand what we're doing. It was quite funny because Grayson Waller was super mad that we had a video for Dragon Lee before this. I mean, where was Austin Theory video? And once again, Cameron had totally miscalculated the situation because he was all by his lonesome, whereas Austin Theory had a mega friend. And it was Grayson Waller. G'day. So once again, they basically casted distraction. I mean, sort of, but not really. And there was a bit of interference, but not really. And we all know wrestling. And we all know wrestling referees are basically blind. And yeah, Austin Theory just hit the A-Town down. We got the one, two, three. I kind of stared off into the distance. I was like, why did we do this to Cameron? And look, it is important to note that Waller threw Grimes into Rita the ring post, so it wasn't clean as a whistle. And I am going to give it up, mostly because I think the team of Austin Theory and Grayson Waller is totally inspired. But we need to do something with Cameron Grimes. I mean, let's bring back his weird, over-the-top, eccentric NXT character. And also, let's not chop him out for no reason. That doesn't help anyone. It's like this. What am I achieving? Zero giving that part down. We also did see Dragon Lee get into it a little bit with Austin Theory, and that is going to be the match in seven days. Plus, he was getting super duper mad at the Street Profits later. So yeah, we've plugged him in. Let's go. Taylor Braxton was then interviewing Rey Mysterio, because of course he has his big match coming up. And he was like, Kayla, let me tell you something. The LWO is all about family. Somewhere... Vin Diesel was smiling. He expects the best from Santos, though, and they're going to have a proper fight. And he was like, he's definitely turning ill, this guy. When we were back with Jimmy Uso, who for some reason just beat up Ashante the Adonis. Now, I think this was pitched in the sense that Jimbo was just taking out anybody that potentially could tag with John Cena. I wanted to go, listen, Uso. There ain't no way WWE is putting the Adonis with John Cena. I mean, he can't even get on TV. Tony Sakai was also here and he just threw a Shate through a table. This felt totally unnecessary, but clearly I'm an awful person. It made me laugh. And talking about people that were having bad evenings, Santos Escobar then lost. Nuts. He was, of course, facing Rey Mysterio for that United States title, but I tell you, this was so damn good. Ray continues just to be the best wrestler ever. And this Santos, we don't give him his due. He can really, really go. We also set this up as a good guy versus good guy because they kind of wrestled to begin with before Santos Escobar, thank goodness, did this dive. And as we know, if wrestlers don't do dive, aliens will attack and obliterate the world. So thank you very much, Santos. He also then started going for submissions. I was like, I don't know if that's the best game plan, Escobar, when Rey Mysterio was able to come back with the crossbody. When we cut to the back, Jimmy Uso was still just randomly beating people up. I mean, this guy is unhinged and probably should have been sent to jail. I was also in tears because why did WWE decide to broadcast this? Imagine the director, oh, quick, we've got to cut to it. When Rey went for the 619, you know the deal with the first attempt of the 619, it never ever hits. It did allow Escobar to do this really cool moonsault off Barry Barricade, where he hit this Hurricane Rana for a one, two, ooh. Now I do admit, I didn't really bite into this, but it looked damn good. Escobar knew his foe was hurt though, so that's when he tried to rip the limbs off of his body. But his big undoing was continually going for cross bodies. Wrestlers are doing this so much recently, I mean, did they all have a phone call when they were like, yeah, I know, we've done the Canadian Destroyer. Now let's go back to basics and we should all do a crossbody. I guess so. It's a bit like you're playing WWE 2K23 for the first time, but you don't have the buttons, so you just match the controller and somebody else shouts at you, there are other moves. He soon learned this and hit this awesome tittle world backbreaker for a 1-2-ooh. Then Mysterio reversed the bomb of power into a Hurricane Rana for another 1-2-ooh. I was just dancing around. This was so much fun. Finally, Ray got the 6-1-9, although he did miss one before that. But this is when Escobar dodged the splash 
I think his arrogance kind of got a little better of him because he did this pin. It was a bit lackadaisical. Rey Mysterio almost rolled him up. He was able to kick out though and he went straight for his Phantom Driver. But this way Mysterio was like, oh my boy, you do not have the experience of me. And he went for a proper most devastating move in all oh, sports entertainment. And he got the Uno Dos Tres. You should have seen Santos' face after this as well. He may as well have written on his skull, I am not happy and I shall do something about this. And it kind of felt like we may do it here, but we couldn't because here came the street puppets. And they just whooped everybody's ass when Bobby Lashley came out with the biggest smile on his face ever. This was also hilarious because the LWO tried to jump Bob from behind. He just went smash. I mean, how did he know? We also had a big old hug after this. So we are now going back in this direction, which does make me happy in my tootsie toes. Because again, I thought we were just going to drop it. This is what I expect from WWE. Good match. Good angle, lots of teasing. I ain't got a problem with that. Giving it up. Mysterio was also raging after this, and I think proposed a three-way for the Fast Lane pay-per-view premium live event. And given that they don't have a third, unless they take somebody from the LWO, could Dragon Lee be involved? I think maybe he could. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you were wondering all week as well, I wonder how much stock WWE are going to put behind this Jay Carkill signing. Well, then we learned it's a lot, a lot of stock. Because Michael Cole just sold this as the biggest thing ever. As we also got all these clippings and all this hype from the press. We didn't show my video. A little bit annoying. Everybody has to have this big discussion about whether Jay Cargill needs to get her reps in. Like any of these people would say the same thing if they were in that position. Oh, please don't feature me on TV and give me a big bag of money until I can do a picture perfect f***ing Hurricane Rana. Screw all this. Oh man, Jay Cargill needs more reps too. Like, of course she needs to improve like all wrestlers do, but she is a star. And if you are going to bring her in, just push her to the moon and do that old wrestling classic of pushing her strengths and hiding her weaknesses. And I like the fact that we could see her get better in front of our eyes on the grandest stage. And I really do think this could be something special indeed. Watch this space. Around this time, we also learned that John Cena had gotten over his travel woes when he just burned into the building in a sports car. I was like, where the hell did he get that from? Charlotte Flair also made her way to the ring around this time to have a match with Bailey. I tell you this, even though WWE does book Bailey very weird, I thought this was a big deal. Before we do get to that, though, nothing is more important than the rehabbing of Pretty Deadly, because we had another video, 
and it was flubbing fantastic. So much like last week, it was very emotional with Elton Prince trying to learn to walk again, even though he hurt his shoulder. And here he was even practicing doing the hot tag and how to hit someone with a chair. Oh, I love these two so much. Of course, it ended with him jumping to his feet because he has recovered. I cannot wait for them to get back to television. You know the deal. Four words, goofy wrestling for life. I am giving it an up. Never stop being silly in the world of sports entertainment. We also cut to the brawling brutes after this. They didn't agree at all. They were basically like, man, we should have injured them twice as bad, which also made me chuckle. And there is your ready-made feud. When we got to Bailey versus Flair, and yeah, I was pumped. And it kind of got a little bit weird. Now, of course, before we started, Charlotte stalled and got the microphone. It was like, <laughs> Bailey, what happened to you? You used to be one of the four horsewomen, and now you're nothing but an absolute schmuck. She also explained why she wanted this match, because when she is done, she's going to challenge Io Sky for the women's title. I was like, <laughs> there it is. I think Bells had taken offense to these comments, too, because she hit this crazy elbow to the outside. But then we went to the commercial, and when we came back, Charlotte was just in control. So I guess we're going to have to make it up. So I'm going to say that Flair started going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Bailey was like, oh, great. She's broken again. So much like Woody from Toy Story, she went to fix the string on the back of Charlotte. Because, you know, that's how you make somebody talk. When Flair was like, ha, ha, got you. And she punched her in the face. That'll do. I was then laughing because Charlotte hit a crossbody. I was like, see, see, they're totally obsessed with it. When we got to the finish, and yeah, this is what I'm talking about. It's just so odd. Because Mrs. Damage Control was able to fight out of the figure eight, and she was giving the queen all of these chops. When she hit the ropes, I don't know if she was bored or something, but Charlotte just speared her from nowhere, and she got the one, two, three. I was like, why does WWE do this with Bales? I mean, they wouldn't do it with anybody else. I mean, she didn't really seem to care because she got on the microphone afterwards and like, man, I just want to beat you up with my damage control buddies. And just as they were about to do this, Oscar's music hit. And I was like, man, if she helps out, I'm going to lose it. And she kind of did. To be fair, it didn't really get that far because instead the Empress grabbed a microphone and started talking in Japanese. This was quite funny because all of a sudden, Bailey is able to translate this language. I didn't know she spoke it. Essentially, though, Oscar wants a three-way at the pay-per-view premium live event, be it her versus EO Sky versus Charlotte. And Bailey was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We'll do it. Played to Sky 2. Her face was a peach. She was really, really annoyed. I do like this match because I think it will rule, but you just know deep down in your tum tum, the only reason WWE has added Oscar in is that they don't want EO Sky to lose and they don't want Charlotte Flair to lose. So they went and got an extra body. It also feels like we could have a bunch of individual storylines here, but we are just throwing them into one big pot. I have one final question. The flub happened to Shotzi. But look, when it comes to the match itself, I did think Charlotte Flair and Bailey had a good one, so I am going to give it an up. But when it comes to the overarching narrative, it kind of just feels like we're making it up as we go along. I mean, directionless feels a little bit harsh, but there is elements to that. And why can't we just do Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky and EO Sky wins? I mean, that would do the world of good for her, her character and her rise to the top giving that part down. We then learned that the Judgment Day is going to be on Smackdown next week, so I'm sure they'll run that show too. When it was confirmed that it's going to be Dragon Lee versus Austin Theory. So again, tick that box. We had to finish this show first though, and what better way to do that than with Mr. Da-da-da-do. Here came John Cena. As ever, the place went nuts for this guy because he's reached that level. But what he said made no sense because he had the fast lane contract with him and he was like, well, I don't have a partner at the moment. So I have two choices. One, handicap match. Or two, 
I rip up this deal. It's like, John, that ain't how contracts work. Thankfully, he had chosen to fight anyway, which is when the bloodline did come to the ring. <laughs> Cena, it doesn't actually matter because you're not going to make it to the pay-per-view premium live event because we're going to whip your butt right now. And they did. Cena went straight into brawl mode as well, which meant he hadn't done his wrestling math because Jimmy and Sola absolutely kicked his ass. But I tell you why this was so good. Because you sat there going, well, someone's going to interrupt. Somebody was going to interrupt. I mean, somebody was meant to interrupt last week, but life got in the way. And then it happened. Oh, a night. And this place went totally, totally crazy. He took out everybody with all of his moves as the fans just got louder and louder. And if you were a bit worried that we weren't going to push this guy, I don't think you have to worry about it. And it ended when he picked up the contract. He signed it, which is also not legal. It's not how it works at all. And John Cena solved this so funny. At first, he was like, no, no, I can't believe it. And then he was jumping around. But come on now. If you are somebody trying to get over, you know what I'm talking about, and John Cena endorses you... Well, you're probably going to have a pretty good time. It also means that we're going to do the Bloodline versus John Cena LA Knight at Fastlane. And this is just a sign of what's to come. Mostly Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. And of course, the head of the table will win that. But who cares? Let's just enjoy it for what it is. So I don't think we're in Toto anymore, Kansas. And let's go big or let's go home and other such sayings. thought this was a terrific end to the show. And it got me excited, which is the whole point giving it an up. And it was the same for Smackdown overall, which is also getting an up. I just thought this was such an easy show to watch, even though there was a couple of weird things on there. It's WWE. There's always some weird shit. But now, yes, we shall rerun Barry Barricade's funeral because I think he deserves it. But before that, like I say, I do have a little something extra. Because a very nice watcher, I guess a fan of Ups and Downs, did send us a tribute for Barry in poem form. I feel like we should read it right now. A simple frame of steel cast strong, you stood beside us all along. To do your job was all you asked, protecting fans, a noble task. Against clubs from Blackpool and houses black, outcast guns and sneak attacks, from cowards, cheats and rogues unchecked, they lacked compassion, had no respect. For Barry, our most loyal friend, keeping us safe until the end, into our hearts you came and stayed, Rest in peace. Then, now forever, Barry Barricade. My gosh, it was far more emotional than I was expecting. Now I must go and cry. Roll the funeral. So yes, hello my friends. It's a very, very sad day, but we are joined here together to celebrate the life of Barry Barricade, who was a terrific guardrail, a great friend, and an awesome protector, I remember just a few weeks ago when I was mercifully being beaten up by powerhouse Will Hobbs and he threw me into the crowd. And if it wasn't for Barry, well, maybe I would have been murdered or beheaded or who knows what. But the wonderful goodness about Barricade, about Baz, as I like to call him, was he was always there for you. So I have written a little poem for Barry, if you will just indulge me. And it goes a little something like this. Barry, I love you. You were my friend, but now you're dead because it's the end. Now, I did reach out to the wrestling community and a few people did have some lovely words to say. I'm going to share them with you right now. <laughs> I just, um, I wanted to say, take a minute and say, um, 
I'm gonna miss you, Mary, Mary Kate. We've had some very good times together. We've had a lot of really good memories. Um, you've always had my back <laughs> by literally having other people's backs slammed into you repeatedly on multiple occasions, most notably Serpentico, who sucks, and um, just so many people. And I just, I've had such amazing memories with your brothers, Gary Barricade and Larry Barricade and Jerry Barricade, even though he still owes me like $25. And tell, if I see him, oh, oh, I swear if I see him. But um, I, I still have one of your aprons that you wore recently. It's Fight Forever AEW. It's out now at all major gaming retailers such and all platforms. Um, I just really gonna miss you, Barry. <laughs> well, didn't think it would happen, but it did. Over a hundred assaults. That just tells you how tough Barry was, but over a hundred assaults. And now here I am in a cemetery trying to pick a plot of land for Barry the Barricade. Wait, what? Hold on. Are we... Are we gonna bury one barricade or the entire thing? <laughs> Barry. You ribbed me! Barry ribbed... You know, Barry's a funny dude. I'm an idiot. I'm over here looking for a plot of land for Barry the Barricade. He's not gonna fit here. He's huge. He's more than just one barricade. No, Barry was the whole thing. It's not, you know, the funny thing is Barry probably would have put himself in front of the entrance of this cemetery to make sure idiots like me don't come in here bothering people about their business. Cause Barry, Barry's a funny dude. He's very funny. He's probably the, one of the funniest people I've ever met. So much so, you should have seen all the jokes getting thrown at Barry the Barricade. And they would literally just bounce off. All these jokes getting thrown into him. And they would just bounce right off. He was impenetrable. Impenetrable. I mean, I should leave. I'm an idiot. Barry will live on forever. He's, we're not going to bury him in the cemetery. Good one, Barry. You got me. I'll remember you forever. Especially that time he almost broke my back. Yeah. So, Barry. It's finally over. You're dead. You're dead. Good. Good. You know, we used to play video games with me and Barry. You know, killing time on the road. And this son of a bitch. Anytime that I'd be winning at the video game, this cocksucker, you know what he did? Turn off the system. That is not type of people that we need in this world. I'll tell you what, I'm happy he's dead. I don't care if he has a family. Alright? What type of children you raising when you're turning off the video game? When you're losing, Barry! You son of a bitch. I don't forgive you. I hope you rot in hell. Hell! <sighs> right. Um, not sure calling a dead person a cocksucker was on the menu. But there you go. So, 100 assaults. We shall, of course, 
keep mentioning Barry here on ups and downs because his memory will never be forgotten. But now if you'll stand up with me and just put your arms like this, we can just have a few seconds of reflection for Barry Barricade. And of course, if you went to do that, you're an absolute loon, but I very much appreciate you playing along. Barry, rest in peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 